Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you. Yes, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, your goodness and your mercies. Thanking you for your love, oh God. Your great grace. Your tender mercies. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Have your way, O oh God. Have your way in our midst. Have your way in what we do. Have your way, O oh God. For you are holy. Lord, you are holy. Holy is your name. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we thank you. Thank you, Lord. Speak to us, O oh God. Speak to us. Yes, Lord. Your goodness. Your mercies. Oh, hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Oh, God, you're able to do exceeding and abundant above all we can ask or think. Have your way, O oh God. We are depending on you, O oh Lord. We seek your face. Lord, we seek you, O oh God. You've been good to us. You have been good to us, O oh God. You have kept us. You've kept us from danger, seen and unseen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Fill our cups, Lord. Lord, we lift it up. Lord, come and quench this thirsting in our souls. Oh, yes, Lord. Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, Lord. Mm. Have your way, Lord. Have your way. Have your way in our lives, in our living. Oh, yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. 
Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we come before you this morning, thanking you, God, for your great grace. We thank you for your tender mercies. We thank you for a new day, O oh God, a day we've never seen before. Lord, as you unseal it, oh God, we are seeing the things contained in today. Oh my God, continue to show us. Open our understanding, open our minds. In the name of Jesus. Oh God, pour out your anointing upon us. Open our intellect, my God. Open our understanding. Draw us closer to you, O oh God, as we draw closer to you. For, O oh God, oh, that we may know you and the power of your resurrection and the fellowship of your suffering. O oh God, help us to suffer with you that we may reign with you, O oh God. Lord, pour out your anointing. Open our minds to your word. Cause us to understand your written word, your spoken word, your living word, my God. Oh, God, fill our hearts with you, my God. Fill this temple. Sanctify it, my God. Take us to places we've never been before through the power of Jesus Christ. Remember all your ministering servants, my God. Oh, remember those in the field, those that are laboring in prayers, in fasting, in preaching and teaching your word. Lord, help us to be faithful. Help us to be steadfast. Help us to be unmovable, studying together, learning one from another, my God. Oh, God, remember Bishop Millwood and uh, Bishop Stevens and Bishop Bats and uh, Pastor Ratchet, Bishop Britt and Pastor Goodman and all the men and women of God in Mount Vernon that call upon you, O God. Hey, Jesus, this morning we pray for Bishop Thompson, my God. We call out his name to you because, oh God, all things are in your hands. Lord, we commit the men of God to you. Hey, God, remember Minister Brown and then Selmy and Katanga. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, Minister Dennis and Minister Nigel, the men of God that stand in the gap. Young lions, my God. These young lions, in the name of Jesus, strengthen them even more, Lord. Give them the mind, oh, God, to do the job in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, fill this place. Remember Dr. Katenga, my God, and Kampali, and all his sons, oh God, in the name of Jesus. <coughs> Remember our foreign missions, my God. Remember our local mission. Remember our prayer group, my God. The prayer team in the name of Jesus. Sister Valerie and Sister Jennifer, my God, in the name of Jesus. Remember Bishop Cole and Minister Nigel and the core Lord of that team as we pray together. Oh, yes, Lord. You are able. Lord, we know not what we ought to pray for. But you, by the Spirit, search at the hearts. You know what we stand in need of, uh, 
My God, my God, remember Bishop Gibbs and Beckford, my God, in the name of Jesus. Uh, oh, God, remember all the people in their domain, my God. Uh, oh, we pray for kings and all that are in authority, my God, so that we may lead quiet and peaceable lives. Presidents, kings, prime ministers, and such like, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. Remember the various branches of government, O oh God. We commit them into your hands. First responders, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Remember your people, my God, everywhere. Oh, hallelujah, your people that call upon you, that cry out to you. Oh, God, seal us with the Holy Spirit. You promised us and our children and our children's children, even to those that are afar off. This morning as we enter this new month and we look at the word, Father, open it up to us, my God. Apply it to us. Help us to walk in it, to live in it, to move in it, for we have all been in the word. Father, we thank you. Have you, O God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Oh, God, we give you thanks. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, yes, Lord. Hallelujah. We praise your name. Hallelujah. Fill this place. Fill this space. Fill this temple. Fill our hearts, renew our minds, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. He, Lord, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, sweet Holy Spirit. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Hallelujah, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Isn't he wonderful? And a pleasant good morning to you, you and you. Brother Brown here this morning. And it's good to be back. Today's a new day, a new month. Amen. Today's Wednesday, July the 1st, 2020. And we thank and praise God for you. Today we begin a new book. The book of Ephesians. My God. God, oh, we thank you. Our topic today, God hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Again, our topic, God hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We are a blessed people. We are a blessed people. We are blessed in Jesus Christ. All the blessings that we could desire. All the things that we could hope for. And all the things that we need are found in Jesus Christ. And God hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings. Every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. We've been blessed with once we are in Christ. 
The word tells us in Romans chapter 8, verse 29, For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Jesus Christ, the firstborn among many brethren, and we are the brethren of Jesus Christ, all of us together. Whom he did foreknew, God did predestinate to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. We're fashioned in his image that Jesus might be the firstborn among many brethren. Now we are predestinated. That is, our end has been predetermined from the very beginning. Many will try to give you a different point of view. Many will try to tell you how you have control over this and that and you can do what you want and what you will. But whom he did foreknow, he, the Lord, did order his steps. He guides his feet that he might arrive at a certain destination. Moreover, Romans 8, verse 30, Moreover, whom he did predestinate, those that he predestinated, them he also called. That is why you don't see everybody running, coming to see Christ. But whom he did predestinate, them he also called. No man can come to God except the Spirit of God draws him. So whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. So it's predestination, beloved. God has predestinated us, having known us, he called us, he justified us, and he will glorify us. Because we are blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We are kings and priests. We are a holy nation. We are a royal priesthood. We are a peculiar people. We will serve a purpose in this universe. Knowing not that we shall judge angels, we are the body of Christ. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, we were predestined destined to be the sons of God. He called us. He justified us and he will glorify us. In Ephesians chapter 1 verse 5 it says to us, having predestinated us, now that work is done. We are predestinated. Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. Ah, oh, we got to pause there for a minute because you have a whole bunch of people talking about their free will and their all that kind of stuff. Augustine wrote about those things and it was adopted through Catholicism and ignorance by many people. Yes, there is non-compulsion where God will say to different individuals that they shouldn't be compelled by mankind, but out of their own hearts, because he controls the heart, they should do various things. But everything is done according to the good pleasure of God's will. Having predestinated us 
unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. So when we pray, we ought to pray, Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. So the Lord giving us the model prayer, teaching us how to pray. But we hear so many terms tossed around, we then begin to repeat them. They become a part of our vocabulary, our thinking, and we accept that as the word of God when God said no such thing. What the word says, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, what did he do? Let me tell you what he did. He had blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Our place and our purpose is set. We shall judge angels. We shall reign with him. We shall be seated in his throne even as he sat down with his father in his throne. So don't let men and women twist you and move you with every wind of doctrine. Move you from your rightful from your rightful place in Christ Jesus. Because having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, what did he do? Where it says, Ephesians 1.11, In whom also we have obtained an inheritance. Today we see everybody seeking an inheritance. What is an inheritance? Something passed down to you. So Ephesians one. Verse 11 says, in whom also we have obtained, we have obtained an inheritance, is settled, it's done, it's written, being predestinated. You see, they're going to try to change you. Satan wants you to go in a different direction from the one God has set for you. In whom also we have obtained, we've gotten an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him, who work at all things. Let me repeat it. <coughs> According to the purpose of him who work at all things after the counsel of his own will. So there are those who's go who are going to come to you and tell you, oh, you have your free will and you can do this and you can do that. But they are lying to you. They try to play with your inheritance. Ephesians 1.11 In whom also we have obtained an inheritance. We are predestinated according to the purpose of him, that is Christ Jesus, who work at all things, every single thing, all things. After his own counsel, after his own advice, after the counsel of his own will. Our topic today, God hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We are a blessed people. We are blessed in Jesus Christ. Let us get into our text today. It comes from Ephesians chapter 1. Amen. Ephesians chapter 1 reads on this wise, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God. As we see right here, Paul was predestined, chosen by the will of God to be an apostle once sent forth by the manifestation of God, Jesus Christ. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, is writing to the saints 
which are at Ephesus. Paul, writing to the saints, which are at Ephesus, but not just to the saints at Ephesus, and to the faithful in Christ Jesus, he wrote to you and me. One more time. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, to the saints which are at Ephesus, and, and to the faithful in Christ Jesus, he wrote to you and me. Grace be to you, the unmerited, undeserved favor of God is extended to you, is given to you, and peace. The cessation of hostilities and enmity between God, Spirit, and mankind. Grace be to you and peace from God our Father, from the Spirit. God is Spirit and He is the Father of Spirits. He is our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. The Father manifested in the flesh. Grace be to you and peace from God our Father, our Spirit. He dwells in us. He blew his breath in us. And from the manifestation of the God in whom we live and move and have our being, the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, Jesus Christ. Now the Word says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit overshadowed Mary and she conceived in her womb and brought forth a son and his name is called Jesus. So blessed be the Spirit, the God, God is Spirit and Father, progenitor of Jesus Christ, the manifestation of God himself who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Folk running around from here to there, following this one and that one and that prophet and this prophet, looking for a blessing when the blessing is in Christ Jesus, separating us from our sins, having us sit with him, reign with him, being a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, a nation of kings and priests, but because of the temporary things of this world, the satanic offerings of the devil, things he tried to present to Jesus Christ, men and women have become distracted, seeking the things of this world, having the love of this world, not having the love of the Father in them. You listen to their speech. You listen to their words. You look at their focus. Blessed be the God and Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. The Bible tells us to look up for our redemption, joy, night, that we might redeem the precious possession, Christ coming, so that we are caught up to our inheritance in him. Now the word says, according as he had chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, again, predestined, he had chosen, we didn't choose him. People trying to make choices as they go along in life, trying to choose this and choose that. In the Garden of Eden, Eve chose to obey the serpent. God had instructed them not to eat of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But they chose 
disobedience, they chose to disregard God's word. Now somebody said, Brother Brown, you just told me there was no free will and everything is according to the will of God. This too was according to God's will. The Bible says, for as much as the children, Adam and Eve, were made partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same that through death he might destroy him, that is Satan, who have the power, who had the power of death, he would destroy the devil. So Satan had sinned in the beginning. Satan sinned in the beginning. Yes, the angels were there with him. He sinned. He wanted to establish his throne above the stars of God. And Satan and the angels both knew good and evil. They knew good. They knew evil. That's why when Satan came to this earth, he deceived Eve into doing that which was evil, into disobedience. But God had purposed it so that through death he might destroy the devil. So what do we have? For as much as the children were made partakers of flesh and blood, Jesus Christ himself partook of the same. So with the angels fallen, the Lord said, Let us make man. With the angels fallen, the Lord all by himself, he created the earth, the world by himself. Beside him there is none else. <coughs> God said, speaking to his heavenly host, let us make man. So man was made in his image, in his likeness, not in the image and likeness of angels, but in the image and likeness of God. So, the apostle said, according as he, God, had chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. Before the world was founded, we were chosen in God to be what? To be holy and without blame before him in love. That is why Jesus came and died for us, that we should be found blameless. Blameless from the Garden of Eden until we are caught up. Jesus himself took the blame. He purposed it. He predestined it. It was ordained and orchestrated by God. That we should be holy and without blame before him in love. So why did he do this? That we may see and know and understand the things that happen in the heavenly. When you study <coughs> the book of Ezekiel, you will see where it tells us that we may know, that we may know, that we may know, that we may know, that we may know heavenly things. And God has chosen through the church to make known unto the principalities and powers in the heavenly places is manifold wisdom. So having made man, he made man that he might show to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places his God's manifold wisdom. Ephesians 3 chapter 10 I do, Ephesians chapter 3 verse 10 I do believe. So according as he had chosen us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Now, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. 
to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he had made us accepted in the beloved. That's a, a whole mouthful. What is it saying to us? God, the Spirit, in the beginning, God, Spirit, created the heavens and the earth. He made the host of heavens just like he populated the earth with the things that are seen. Satan sinned in the beginning. Before the creation of man, Satan sinned. Angels knew good and evil. Angels knew good and evil. And when Satan sinned, it, it was determined God would destroy Satan. So for this cause was the Son of God manifested. Adam is the Son of God, the first Adam. Jesus is the last Adam. And the word says, For as much as the children were made partakers of flesh and blood, he likewise himself took part of the same. So Satan sinned in the beginning. It was determined that he would be destroyed through Jesus Christ. So the Son of God was manifested. Satan was permitted to tempt Adam. He failed. Adam was not deceived. Then Satan was permitted to tempt Eve. She was deceived. So Jesus Christ was manifested to destroy him, that is the devil, who have the power of death. So death resided, the power of death resided in the adversary and for this cause, man was manifested, made. Let us make man. He spoke to his heavenly host, with Satan having sinned. Let us make man. He later said, Behold, look, the man is become as one of us, knowing good and evil. Satan knew good, and he knew evil. He knew disobedience from heaven. He was disobedient. The angels that followed him, they knew good and evil. God himself created good and evil. So God spoke and said, Behold, the man is become as one of us. As one of who? As one of the hosts, the offspring of God, knowing good and evil. Beside the Lord, there is none else. Here, O Israel, the Lord, our God is one Lord. Beside him, there is none else. He created everything else. Behold, the man is become as one of us to know good and evil so that us doesn't mean that there's a multiplicity of God it means that God communicates with his creatures so according as he had chosen us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love having predestinated us Unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. His will would be done in earth from the garden of Eden to the cross of Christ to us being caught up and reigning with him. To the praise of the glory of his grace wherein he had made us accepted in the beloved because of the cross of Christ and the remission of our sins he accepted us in Christ Jesus, us having the righteousness of Christ. The word says in verse 7, in whom we have redemption through his blood. We, the offspring of God, the son of God, Adam was manifested. We have redemption through his blood. 
the forgiveness of the sins from Eden to the cross and to us being caught up in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Wherein he hath abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence, that unto the principalities and powers in the heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God to demonstrate to the heavenly host his manifold wisdom through the church. Wherein he hath abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence, know ye not that we shall judge angels? If we shall judge angels, how much more then are we obligated to judge things in the church? The Bible says in verse 9, Having made known unto us the mystery of his will. The mystery of God's will. Having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he had purpose in himself. So God purposed, according to his good pleasure, to destroy him who had the power of death, that is the devil, through the manifestation of the Son of God, the first son Adam, the last Adam, Jesus Christ, and that through death, through death that came in, through Adam in the Garden of Eden, he would use <coughs> he would use death to destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil. So the Lord permitted and allowed, predestined that death would come in through the Garden of Eden, that Jesus Christ would use his own death to destroy Satan who had the power of death. He would take the keys of hell and death and Jesus himself holds them. Having made known unto us the mystery of his will. Because the church will let principalities and powers in heavenly places know the manifold wisdom of God. So having made known unto us the mystery of his will, Paul was chosen to know the will of God as Ananias stated to him. And there are some that God has chosen to make known unto them is and the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he had purposed in himself. So God purposed the destruction of Satan who had the power of death. He purposed it in himself that through him dying, taking the victory over death, hell, and the grave, he would defeat Satan who had cast fear upon mankind through death, the power that he had. So through Jesus dying, that power would be negated. So having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he had purpose in himself, what? That in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ. So there's a purpose. There's a destination. There's an outcome predetermined that in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he, the Lord, might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven. Remember, I said to you, Satan, sin from the beginning. And... For this cause was the Son of God manifested. So God is going to gather the things that are in heaven and which are in earth in Christ Jesus. One more time. That in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might gather together in one 
all things in Christ, everything, both which are in heaven and which are on earth in him. So angels, man was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death. That death, the power that Satan had, Christ himself would partake of the same, but then reveal in resurrection from the dead, which Satan could not hold, control, nor comprehend, thereby defeating him who had the power of death. So in the dispensation of the fullness of times, the Spirit, God, would gather all things in Christ Jesus, in Messiah, both things which are in heaven and things which are in earth, even in him, in Christ. In whom, verse 11, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance. We have obtained an inheritance in Christ Jesus. It's important to be in Christ. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Satan wants to separate you from your inheritance. He wants to separate you from Christ. He wants to separate you from the Messiah. He wants to separate you from the Lord. He wants to separate you from the God of glory, just like he himself was separated when he sinned. But we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated, our outcome predetermined according to the purpose of him that is God who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will that we should be that we mankind humanity should be to the praise of his glory who first trusted in Christ now there are some who don't trust in Christ they are insecure lacking faith full of doubt not believing God but we who believe in Christ have obtained an inheritance being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. Don't be deceived. Folk telling you, oh, you are free will, you can do this and you can. No, all things work after the counsel of the will of God. That we, mm -hmm. that we should be to the praise of his glory to the praise of the glory of God who first trusted in who trusted in Christ verse 13 in whom he also trusted look at what you did in whom he also trust you got to trust God Jesus Christ is Lord the one God in whom he also trusted after that he heard the word of truth you will hear lying words you will hear cunning words. You will hear craft words. You will even hear deceitful and deceiving words. But you have to trust in Christ. After that, you have heard the word of truth. The gospel of your salvation. What is the gospel of your salvation? It is the fact that neither is there salvation in any other beside Jesus Christ. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. In whom you also trusted. So you have to start trusting Christ now. You have to start trusting in him. In whom he also trusted. After that, ye heard the word of truth. The gospel of your salvation. If any man preach any other gospel unto you, he is accursed. He is accursed and he's trying to pull you under the curse. In whom also he trusted. After that, you heard the word of truth. The gospel of your salvation. In whom also after that you believe. You got to believe. When you believe, you are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. 
It is a believer that is sealed with the Holy Ghost. You don't have the Holy Ghost unless you believe in Jesus Christ. There are many spirits going out into the world. There are many running around saying they have the spirit, they have the spirit, but they have not the Holy Spirit. The Bible tells us that there are seven spirits of God. God sent the lying spirit out to the prophets of Ahab to cause him to fall at Ramoth Gilead. So if you don't believe in Christ, which spirit do you have? Paul saw the disciples of John and he said, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? They believed they were baptized, but they did not have the Holy Spirit. Many do not have the Holy Spirit, but they believe the word of God, what they need to be taught. In whom he also, after he trusted, after that he heard the word of truth. The disciples of John heard the word of truth. They believed and were baptized and received the Holy Spirit. They were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest, the beginning of our inheritance. The first thing is a seal. Put a seal on it. It belongs to the Lord. If any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. So the seal is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession. So you are sealed until the day of redemption, until the day when the Lord removed that seal, that you might be in him and he in you. So you're sealed unto a certain date. Now you can be sealed and at the opening of the seal, you don't have the righteousness of Christ. And like the Lord said, bind him. Cast them into outer darkness where there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. You did not have on the wedding garment, which is the righteousness of Christ. So yes, you have the Holy Ghost. You can receive the Holy Ghost before baptism. But as many of you as are baptized into Christ have put on Christ. So you seal with the Holy Spirit, which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption, until redemption day of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory. Paul continued by saying, Wherefore I also, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Spirit, God is Spirit of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, the Father of spirits, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. That is my prayer today. My prayer today is that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom. Father, pour out the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of yourself. Wherefore, I also, beloved, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love unto all the saints, cease not to give thanks for you and thanking God for you. I am thanking God for you. I am making mention of you in my prayers that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, yes, the Spirit, he is a father of spirits. In him we live and move and have our being. He is a father of glory. May give unto you the spirit of wisdom. There are some that lack wisdom. And you pray that the Lord will give them wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. Open the eyes, O oh God, that he may see. Balaam could not see. He couldn't see the angel of God. The animal could see the angel, but he could not. 
And the Lord opened his eyes, and he saw the angel with a sword. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling, that you may know what the hope of the calling of God is, and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Many people are going after and gravitating towards material things, material possessions, but not so with God. He wants to open your eyes, the eyes of your understanding. What you see on earth are things under a curse. What many are pursuing on earth are things that are cursed. But there are things that are blessed, holy, reserved, an inheritance for the saints. The blessings of God being poured out on the believer. So Lord, open the eyes of our understanding that we might be enlightened. That we may know what is the hope of your calling. And what the riches of the glory of your inheritance is in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of your power to us, Lord, who believe? What is the exceeding greatness of your power towards us, according to the working of your mighty power? Your power that you wrought in Christ. Your power that you wrought in Christ when you, the Spirit, God blew his breath into Adam, yet first formed him. His body laid there. Perfectly formed, but the body without the spirit is dead. So God blew his breath into Adam, and Adam became a living soul. So God worked his mighty power, the spirit of God, raised Christ from the dead, and set him at his own right hand. Right hand means the place of power, all power in the heavenly places. He set the man Christ Jesus is set. The manifestation, the image of the one person of God. Just one person. Jesus is the image of his person. Far above all principalities and power. <coughs> and might and dominion. And every name that is named. Not only in this world. But also in that which is to come. So what did the spirit do? The spirit of God wants us to know the exceeding greatness of his power to us, word, to us who believe, according to the working of that mighty power, he demonstrated in himself the power to lay his life down. And he, Jesus, said, I have power to lay my life down and power to take it up again. And he laid down his life and he took it up again. He wrought in Christ. He raised himself from the dead and set him Self in the place of power, all power given unto him, everything else is impotent, all power given unto Jesus Christ in heaven and in earth, far above all principality, far above any other power and might and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this world, not just here but also in that which is to come, the world's to come. Why? For the heavens and the earth shall be consumed by fire. And I, John, said he saw a new heaven and a new earth coming down from God out of heaven. And God had put all things under the feet of Jesus Christ. 
yet put all things under his feet, and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. One more time. God had put all things under his feet, and gave him, Jesus Christ, to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. There is one head in the church, beloved. One head in the church, and that is Jesus Christ. Don't be deceived by men and women telling you about they the head of the church and the chief apostle, and they did this and they did that. It's the deception of ministers of Satan, deceiving minds, hoping to bewitch you, to bring you into bondage. But God had put all things under the feet of Jesus Christ and gave him to be the head over, listen to this, all things to the church. There is no area in the church of which Jesus Christ is not the head. When you see these little heads popping up, they're just pimples waiting to be bursted, waiting to burst. Corruption on the body. These little heads. Chief apostle, bishop, this and the head of that and little pimples waiting to burst. But Jesus is the head over all things to the church. He walks in the midst of the churches. John saw him walking in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you, O God, for whom you did foreknow, them you also did predestinate, that we might be conformed to the image of your Son. Father, we thank you that you have called us, you have chosen us in you, because you are the head of all things to the church in Jesus' name. The Word tells us that we are ministers of reconciliation. You see, God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself. And he hath committed unto us the ministry of reconciliation. We are kings and priests, a royal priesthood. We are a holy nation. You are a royal priesthood. I am too. So you don't need me sitting here lording over you, taking dominion. You can approach the throne of God for yourself. So I'm going to step away. You have the right and the privilege to go to the Lord for yourself. And he will abundantly pardon he will bless your ministry and he will give you all the inheritance that is there for you in heavenly places. Go to him in Jesus' name. Have a wonderful day.
Amen. 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 Come on home, beloved. Come on home. Won't you? Won't you please? Please come home.